0: ladies and gentlemen welcome in to hey fellas 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 the week three betting show last week we went two, two and one we got the push sadly the rams minus three they pushed they couldn't get the extra point but thankfully because we got it early in the week taking those lines on mondays and ideally tuesdays we got it at minus three instead of minus three and a half or minus four where you would have lost that bet so you get your money back you get it refunded and you have another bet for the future that's why it's important to always get the lines early shop your lines all that type of stuff using odds jam like we did last week We'll be using odd jams to compare lines and find the best lines in the market, yet again today and i have another five bets that i have placed as of this recording Now this video is coming out on thursday morning i am recording this on tuesday night just the way my schedule works but let's break these bets down and now i guess they are somewhat ordered in in terms of my preference like i'm, I'm gonna talk about the ones i like the most maybe first but i like all five of them it's not like a, a one through five maybe i can rank them but it, five is pretty close to two right five is pretty close to one there's not the the mortal locks for me of number one but let's get into it if at any point you like the video just hey take a second and hit the subscribe button so we'll. Start start with the first wager that i have made and that is going to be the washington football team plus 10 i got it at points bet and now in some spots it's at plus nine plus nine and a half i like it wherever it is even if it's at plus nine this is a very good bet on the washington football team side and no it's not because they won a game because of a missed field goal against the new york giants and barely squeaked out that game against a giants team that is definitely not anywhere close to what this buffalo team is but also in that game they weren't getting 10 points here's the thing the books are currently still baking in the one-in-one buffalo bills who just blew out miami miami though with jacoby Brissett and a team that did not look that great yes they have zamian howard in the secondary but for the most part it has not looked that great on the defensive side of the ball either but we've seen josh allen now look terrible through two weeks terrible i'm sorry to the bills fans out there and you might be scared looking at it and not wanting to admit it it's only been two weeks they faced two solid defenses in pittsburgh and miami at least on paper from last year although we just saw Derek carr and the raiders who have looked good torch pittsburgh and throw whatever he wanted against pittsburgh but it's still a solid defense by all accounts so yes it's it's too early to tell here but i mean josh allen compared to last year nowhere near the same start this is josh allen rookie year type numbers a 56 percent completion percentage through the first two weeks that's big concerning number 33 in the nfl and there's only 32 teams right he ranks number 26 in pff grading through two weeks again it's only two weeks by week eight maybe this is just all chalked up to a bad start against some good teams but I don't think that's baked into the line yet, the opportunity that this might be a, a 5 6 seven loss team in Buffalo in 2021, which might sound crazy to you, but I don't think that's baked into the line. I think the line is still expecting this team to win the 12 games that they were projected to win. And so far through the first two weeks, their bottom five in EPA expected points added per dropback, meaning that they have a bottom five quarterback when they drop back right now in the NFL through two weeks. And that's on a per play efficiency basis. It, it, that kind of factors into defenses that you're facing. Their defense, however, has ranked top three in stopping the opposing quarterbacks, but they face Big Ben, who, I mean, if you watch them, this past week looks terrible and they just faced Jacoby Brissett, who came in in relief duty who's not a terrible backup but he's by no means an elite quarterback so I think that's a little bit skewed to start the season as well But on the opposite side of this one, you have the Washington football team playing well. They're running the ball well. Antonio Gibson has looked good through two weeks. Obviously, Terry McLaurin looks fantastic. And Taylor Heineke looks fine. He looks like he has that it factor, as many people are saying. Their defense on the defensive side of it ranks top 10 in defensive efficiency. And oh, yeah, the Buffalo Bills offensive line through two weeks, second worst in the NFL. Probably a reason why Josh Allen hasn't looked as comfortable and accurate passing the ball. So you get the second worst offensive line through two weeks in pass protection, going up against a top five, the number four ranked pressure unit in the Washington football team. Look, I think the Washington football team's live to win this game, to be completely honest with you. Uh, I think this should be closer to maybe like a five point, a four and a half point spread, but we're getting 10 points here. We're getting nine points, depending on when you're watching this. I'm going to take that and you can take it on odds Jam. As we did last week, we're going to use odds Jam, which is just kind of a, a spread and a vig, and basically trying to f- buy the best lines. You have every single sports book you can possibly imagine on here, no matter which one it is, whether it's your, your big ones and DraftKings and FanDuel and FoxBet and Bovada overseas, whatever it might be, my bogey Barstool Sports, Bailey's, which just acquired Monkey Knife Fight recently in the past year there's a lot on here right so we're going to try and find the best line and we're going to shop that and if i scroll down if i scroll down to try and find that plus 10 number out there you can see the lines are moving a little bit because people notice that that's a bad bet or or at least in terms of it's a really good bet it's a bad line the borgata is probably your best bet and probably fox bet is going to be the most widely available for most of you watching this if you want to get a little bit better price on that instead of paying a minus 125 you can probably come up here and you can start going okay what does washington plus nine and a half look like plus nine and a half you'll get a really good bet at bet mgm at minus 115 that's probably the best bet at plus nine and a half okay what does it look like look like at plus nine now you start to get these minus 110 numbers like a bet MGM but yeah if you can find the the plus 10 out there for a minus 125 ideally a minus 120 that's why I'd be taking it and again these lines are courtesy of odds jam it's an odds comparison tool we'll use it for each of the rest of the bets the final four bets that we'll be talking about today shout out that pumpkin that pumpkin looks thick right there thick looking pumpkin but anyways the second bet i'm taking right now is the baltimore and detroit game i'm leaning i haven't yet placed it would be my sixth bet baltimore at minus 7.5 but i have the under 50 in this game look basically the way you're going to find this is two teams that want to run the ball they've been in game environments where they've had to throw the ball the ravens against the raiders and against kansas city and you've had detroit just trailing in games second half they have to throw the ball because they're a bad team trailing against san fran same exact thing in the second half and really the third, mid third, fourth quarter when they ended up having to do that against the Packers on Monday Night Football in week two. But both teams are built to run. I mean, Detroit's best part of their offense is their offensive line, right? And what you're going to be getting, I mean, the past two years is the highest rush offense when you have Lamar Jackson back there with the Baltimore Ravens. They're both built to run the ball. And early on through two weeks, the Baltimore Ravens run defense ranks bottom 10 in the NFL and the Detroit Lions currently ranked number 31st in overall defensive ranking. And oh yeah, they ranked number 25 in run defense. So two teams who want to ideally run the ball against two not so great run defenses to start the season. The Ravens on offense have already ranked top three in run offense EPA, expected points added. They have a positive 37% run blocking advantage versus Detroit, their offensive line versus Detroit's defensive line. And on the opposite side, Detroit a positive 35% run blocking advantage against Baltimore. So if these two teams are running the ball, the clock is going to stay turning. If they're doing it efficiently, they're going to have these eight to ten play drives that are going to last seven to eight to maybe even nine minutes, and you're going to get less possessions in the game. Less possessions means more less chances of scoring, and it means the under, especially the under 50, which is a very very high number i'm intrigued by the matchup it doesn't really matter about the over under but the matchup between tj Hawkinson and patrick queen two young players in this league that are both studs of their positions or becoming studs of their positions i think Hawkinson should win that matchup just in general elite tight ends will have an advantage over any linebacker but this should be a really fun matchup to watch and some even more points to make here is that even if you think that okay maybe they'll have to pass the ball again detroit detroit currently ranks dead last in dropback epa per snap dead last in the entire nfl meaning that they are not efficient on a per play basis trying to pass the ball and can you blame them can you blame them when their number one wide receiver is Quintus Cephas, right? Can you blame them when they have to target their tight end and running back the most, basically, to move the ball? These are two teams that look very similar. They both want to run the ball. They both can't stop the run. And they both have wide receivers that are banged up right now with their shot Bateman out for Baltimore, with uh, Tyrell Williams out for the Detroit Lions. Basically, maybe their wide receiver ones already banged up and out. They're going to focus on running the ball. We take the under 50. And as of this recording on Odds Jam, the under 50 is basically out there as the bet to get right now. You can find it at 888. The under 50. You can get the best line right now on bet MGM the under 50 it's basically everywhere you want right now the Borgata anywhere you want to get this whether it's Odds Jam whether it's on DraftKings or FanDuel, they have the minus 112 and minus 120 out there the best bet right now is the under 50. If you really wanted to maybe try and get some plus money you can take it like under 49 at this point but I think the best bet is probably going to be some of these bets right here where you can get at the under 50 at or the Borgata Bet MGM will be more widely available especially in America that's going to be the minus 110 number you see right here and that's just going to be for the under 50. The under 50 is my favorite bet and you still get the best price so my favorite bet in this game is the under 50 the other part of this game i do like is baltimore minus seven and a half then my only concern there is if it is a slow paced game you could see an easy backdoor cover whether it is a field goal or a touchdown late by detroit to ruin that because i don't think either team is going to be able to score at will or at least score quickly at some slower paced teams i know we saw them score quickly last week baltimore this will be a totally different game environment in my opinion i think you're going to see both teams i mean both teams probably in this game are going to skew run heavy and now my third bet is going to be a monday night football bet and this this might be my favorite bet but it's not enough points for me to feel like very confident in it like the washington football team getting plus 10, but it's going to be Philadelphia versus Dallas. And I can make the case for either side of this one, but when it really breaks down to it, these teams are very similar. And if anything... Philadelphia has an edge on defense so Philadelphia you're getting plus four depending on where you look I took it at plus four and a half I got that on DraftKings but you're getting plus four and a half from Philadelphia and when I start to break down these teams through the first two weeks you're gonna see that these teams are very similar obviously Dallas has a bigger media outlet they have just the star on their their logo right there America's team a lot more people know about them so you might be in, in their home so you might be eager to say ah they're the much better team no I mean through two weeks these teams are very similar Philadelphia ranks sixth in defensive EPA expected points added and 11th on offense Dallas ranks ninth on offense and 17th on defense so basically a spitting image team right now, actually Philadelphia has a decent size gap advantage on defense. And as a quarterback right now, I mean, week one was great for Jalen Hurts. Week two was not as good, but it wasn't awful on a per play basis, but it just wasn't as good. He ranks number nine in EPA, where Dak ranks number 11 in EPA right now. Philadelphia's offensive line ranks seventh and has a positive 49% run blocking advantage in this one. Dallas' offensive line ranks in terms of pass protection 15th and has a positive 54 so these run blocking advantage so these things are just basically spinning images the one advantage that Philadelphia will have is their ability to garner pressure now they just lost Graham for probably the season so that's a concern but they have been number eight in pressure rate compared to Dallas who is struggling to get pressure but in week two we saw Micah Parsons go to defensive end and lead all players in the NFL in pressure rate so they rank number 21 right now but maybe that's going to tick up you look at both of these secondaries and yeah the second year player for the Cowboys and Diggs looks fantastic I mean he was shutting down Keenan Allen last week Allen had over a yards those were not all on him but he shut down his efficiency Allen normally does that on 10 catches eight catches he did it on four catches and again some of that was during his zone defense not in a one-on-one man coverage so that's good but the secondaries for the most part look pretty similar here so what you're getting is in summary two teams that have looked pretty similar on a per play basis they do it in different ways of course with Jalen Hurts being more mobile and using tight ends more in that Philadelphia offense but two teams that look pretty similar on an expected points added an efficiency basis on offense and defense maybe even a slight edge to Philadelphia yet the spread is plus four and a half so when you do it on the road on a neutral field this is basically be a coin Flip. i'll just take that extra point to four and a half points when you factor in that it is going to be a road team here i'll take that four and a half points with philadelphia for a game that to me looks like two teams that are a complete coin flip maybe it looks differently once the game is played but as of the information we have right now i'm taking philadelphia in the points if it was dallas in the points i would take dallas i would just want the points at this point i think that's where the value lies and a lot of books have already moved this number to plus four but it, it, i'll take the plus four it's not like it's a magic number of plus three and you're trying to get the three and a half point hook so i got it at four and a half you can still get it at four and a half for decent odds like minus right here minus 115 at bet mgm you can Still get it at minus 115. You would just basically get like a $5. You'd have to pay an extra $5 in juice per $100 that you bet. But right here, you can just get the Eagles at plus four if you wanted to. You can see the highlighted bet. Everywhere you see, they're minus 110. Minus 110 is the best number. There's the average number that you will find in sports betting. You'll rarely ever find even odds. So you can actually, wow, this is pretty close. So BetFred, right, if you have access to that, not many people do, minus 105. But everywhere is basically minus 110. You can get minus 105 as well on Odds Jam and Pinnacle. So Pinnacle is minus 105, depending on where you're located. But that's where I would go with. I would take the four and a half if it's, if it's out there. i Good odds like a minus 115 juice. Otherwise, if the price is just basically plus four, minus 110, I think that's completely fine. That is the third bet that we can chat about. You can get that on Odds Jam. And also on Odds Jam, you get 30% off your first month for all the other tools that they have. They have arbitrage on there. They have a nice newsletter as well that lets you know basically exactly when the best bet is where you can middle some numbers. You can actually have both sides of the numbers guaranteeing yourself at the very worst you split, but you can actually double your profit if it lands in the middle. So at the worst part, you actually split when you middle a number. You don't lose money. And at the best part, you're winning money. So you're kind of hedging yourself if you can middle numbers. They let you know on those notifications you can use the code sal if you want to sign up over there and check out some of their jams if you're somebody who's actually interested in sports betting a good amount i know my channel is a lot of dfs and fantasy but we do have some maybe diehards out there from a sports betting standpoint the final two games this fourth one is going to be an over for me the first over that we're talking about it's going to be jacksonville versus arizona the over 51 this is up to 52 in some spots 51 and a half in a lot of spots you can still find it at 51 so in week one arizona against tennessee they look like a solid defense but we know i mean Chandler jones got five sacks he forced some pressure he made it kind of difficult for ryan Tannehill to stay in into the pocket we know though that their secondary doesn't really have much playmakers maybe some younger players like byron murphy can take a step forward but not many playmakers they probably look like a bottom 10 and they did last week epa against minnesota they rank number 31 versus the run number 28 in tackling here so it'll be a couple ways where jacksonville can get it done and the big thing here is we know that arizona is going to put up points right they're 30 plus implied team total on this one it is can jacksonville and trevor lawrence who has not looked good he's had five picks into that averaging 5.4 yards per attempt can they get it done they have shark they have Mar- marvin jones it looks like chenault avoided a serious injury we'll see if he's in week three obviously we want to see that but we know arizona will put up points and jacksonville is a bottom five secondary a bottom five run defense a bottom five in pass rush they're going to put up points at will it just comes down to will they continue to push the needle like they did last week against um, the minnesota vikings will they have to put the pressure on will they have to score 35 to 40 points or will they kind of coast and start to run the ball in the second half with james Conner and maybe some chase edmonds if you can get two to three scores if you can get a 20 point game here which seems pretty high but they're implied for close to that around 20 points for this team you're going to be in a really good spot because it's going to keep Arizona's foot on the gas. And when Jacksonville is playing from behind, like you want Jacksonville playing from behind in this. Now, if they get up 14 to, to 7 early, that's fantastic. Let them do that. It's going to force more points in general. But if Jacksonville is playing from behind, they're not going to run the ball as much. If they're playing from ahead, they're going to. Urban Meyer is going to say, let's give the ball to fucking Carlos Hyde, some James Robinson, but Carlos Hyde to run the ball. If they're playing from behind, obviously they won't run the ball. They've shown an ability to actually pass the ball a ton. Urban Meyer, although he's been somewhat of a donkey so far in the NFL from all accounts, it does look like he's actually not running the ball when behind and not running the ball in first and second down when behind, as you you shouldn't, but some teams they do. Just look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Awful, Zach Taylor. Awful. So, what you get there is instead of more rush attempts for Callers High that's inefficient in killing the clock, you get a lot more pass routes for James Robinson, who is just running a ton of routes over 60 it's toward the NFL lead right now because his team continues to play from behind. You have Jacksonville playing in neutral situations, number two in pace, meaning that even when they're not down by a lot, just neutral situations, they're playing pretty fast in pace. So, if anything, you can just credit Urban Meyer and his coordinators for that. So, they're ready to put up a lot of points. They just have to be efficient. Does Trevor Lawrence get it done this week against a team that will bring some pressure, but has no ability? in terms of tackling and not much of ability in the secondary It'll be interesting to see if that offensive line can hold up against Chandler Jones. If it does, by any accounts. If it doesn't, it gives him the ability to put up two to three scores. I like the over 51 here. And now my final bet of the day is going to be. I just like the hook. I like the value here. It's going to be the Sunday night football game, which should be a good game in this one. Jimmy G just looked terrible last time out. Brandon Ayuk's not involved all that much. They have more bodies down in their in their running back core. They lost another guy in defense. Just high ankle sprains left and right for this team. So what I like is the plus three and a half for the Green Bay Packers against San Francisco. Green Bay at this point is a healthier team. Obviously, Bakhtiari's on IR, but they are a healthier team at this point. Than San Francisco. And you're getting three and a half points because they're on the road here. Green Bay this past week, they did exactly what they couldn't do week one. Week one was weird because they had a San, uh, the, the Saints run the ball against them, kill the clock, which San Fran can do the way that they end up playing, right, with their offensive line and really their run scheme. So that's a concern here. But assuming the Packers don't just run like 15 plays in the first half like they had to do in that first week game, and they get a little bit more time to actually control the ball like they did in week two against the Lions, it's going to look good. So in week one, the Saints played two high safeties and the Packers weren't patient and they just didn't have enough plays. So when they went three and out one time, it, it sucked. They only had like Three drives in the first half in week two the Packers were much more patient meaning that they were able to run the ball in Detroit is not a good run defense when you're playing two high safeties if you watch the Peyton Manning stream but just in general before that knowing this knowledge when you play two high safeties you have one less guy in the box and if those safeties are playing deep like they normally do in too high that's why it's called too high you can run the ball easier because you have soft boxes and that's what the Packers did with Aaron Jones that's what the Packers did with AJ Dillon early on they stayed patient they ran the ball and they picked up yardage and then when the safeties came down that's when they hit Devonta Adams for a 50-yard catch over the middle that's when they hit Robert Tonian for a touchdown in the middle of the field when one safety is back and one's coming down to stop the run because you're getting six and seven and nine yard runs In the Detroit Lions ranked number 25 in run defense and now you have the number 26 run defense yes the 49ers are struggling to stop the run right now coming in so if they want to play too high the Packers will be able to run the ball if they don't want to play too high then it's Aaron Rodgers doing what he wants to do with a lot of one-on-one matchups in the secondary for Devontae Adams Lazard MVS Robert Tony on one-on-one against linebackers the Packers according to PFF have a positive 16% pass blocking advantage their number two offensive line so far through two weeks versus number 14 pass rate and pressure rate some injuries on the defensive line yet again for san francisco and when it comes to that run blocking their offensive line against the the defensive line that i said ranks 26 they have a positive positive 80 percent run blocking advantage number one in the entire week according to pro football focus now green bay's defense has looked bad at times their secondary is not good on an expected points at a basis on a per play basis i'm not too worried about jimmy g being able to pick that apart though as they don't have a lot of weapons on offense since brandon Duke for some reason is not playing still all that much but their concerns in their secondary drop a ton when Kevin King's not out there like Kevin King is the main reason why they have a lot of concerns in their secondary giving up a big touchdown week one giving up a big 40 50 yard pass to start out week two against Quentin Cephas and the Detroit Lions they're struggling to generate pressure number 24 in pressure rate because there's no Zadarius Smith out there that hurts but in general this defense in general when there's no Kevin King out there has looked solid so I'm going to be taking the points here and look we're taking the points we're not thinking that the Packers win I'm not taking their money line if the Packers lose by two we win if they lose by three we win we like the plus three and a half points on that hook and as of this request that number is still at plus three and a half, and you can get it for some really nice bets. whether you're taking it at Bailey's, you can get it at minus 105, but basically, you get the number anywhere you want on Odds Jam right now, minus 110. You can just shop your book. I would make sure to find a minus 110 out there because there's a ton of them, whether it's BetUS, let's see what the main sports books are offering. fox bet is minus 110. You end up seeing FanDuel at minus 115. DraftKings matches them at minus 115. Wherever you can end up getting it, just make sure you're not overpaying for it. I'll take the plus three and a half points. This is probably going to move to plus three by Thursday or Friday, so be sure to jump on this as soon as you can. So, there you go. Those are five bets that I like right now. We're coming off of a 2-2 in one week, so... Let's get some dollar rescues this week. I appreciate you tuning in. Use OddsJam—it's a comparison tool. You can check it out. I'll link it down below. Just OddsJam.com, and it just helps you show exactly where you should be shopping for lines. Even if you only have like one sportsbook available, it's good to look at to at least get in that rhythm when more sportsbooks open in your state. But especially if you have at least two sportsbooks, use that to shop your lines. Get the best lines. Get them the best number. Why would you go to the grocery store and pay for the exact two items? The exact two items. It's not like you're paying for a superior, or different ingredients. The exact two same bottles of ketchup, just with a different label. The exact two. Everything in them is the exact same, but you're gonna pay more for one right next to it five dollars more when you can get it for five dollars cheaper that's basically what you're doing when you're not shopping your lines when you have the ability to so odds jam will be really good for that before you go hit the like and subscribe button we have more content dropping throughout the week we're going to be talking about player props all week long dfs final thoughts tomorrow on friday that one do it on saturday and we'll be live later today for thursday if you're watching this for the thursday night football game and live on sunday before the game starts you all rock i'll see you in the next one best of luck with your bets this week peace out gang